Dave Cardigwell, a Sportsgrid Sportsline on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to Sportsline here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Dirk Credit Union on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and on the tuning app. And delighted to be joined, as always, by Cobras Inter, Pat McNamara. And our guests on today's show our local uh, Clare journalist uh, from the Clare Echo, Parik McMahon, and our rugby East Clare analyst, uh, Michael Madden. And uh, first of all, we start we, we, on a positive note. We give belated Happy New Year to everybody. And first of all, a bit of silverware has come to East Clare early on the year in the Ashburn Cup in the Camogie. Last weekend, uh, there was a win- and the winning team for UL was Zian Spillan from Fikinina, Lorna McNamara from Fikinina, and Leisha O'Donnell from the local club here in Scarafogundla. Also, Aoife Power uh, of Scarafogundla was involved in the Purcell Cup team uh, for Inuig of Galway, who defeated SETU uh, Carlo, who had the Daly sisters, uh, Linda and Susan, who captained the team in their ranks. And Bonnie Miley Murphy also took part, as Abby Walsh did, over the weekend with UCC in the Ashburton and in the Purcell Cup. So, look at congratulations to, to, to everybody on that. And we wish all our, our uh, fellow players from East Clare the best of luck in their Fitzgibbon uh, finals next weekend, you know, with their teams that took part during the week. So, we wish them all well in the, the coming weeks. And now we're delighted to be joined on the line at the start of our our renaissance here by a man very good to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio. It's well-known uh, journalist, hit journalist with the, the Clare Echo newspaper, uh, Parik McMahon. Parik, a belated Happy New Year to you. Uh, happy New Year, lads, and welcome back after the, the off-season. Thank you, Parik. Yeah, next in, was a, we're like the pros, was the next in the off-season this time, Parik. Parik, I suppose... Um, on our, on our first night back, I suppose, look at the, the, the prime conversation is the, the state of the hurling team in Clare and going well, two out of two, uh, nothing to be sneezing at. No, fantastic start um, so far and maybe arguably two of the tougher games that, that they have in the league that they've they've survived. Um, good, tough win start against Cork, then backing it up against Watford when we could have easily got a draw, but... You know, there's a bit of a trend in the game, and that Clare are producing a third quarter, which is, um, you know, as some people would, would call the moving quarter. So it's there's good signs. Um, early doors, still very early, but um, so far very good from Clare, and um, hopes to be high for for 2024. Yeah, and of course, the the template is set all right, and the, the thing is, lots of lots of game, lots of lads getting games, and new lads getting a run off the, on the panel already. They've already discarded some few off the panel. I suppose the. The Munster League served this purpose in that regime, but it's good to see fresh faces, Parik. Yeah, and that's I think that's all we want out of the the league is just to see a couple of lads that can really step up. That would have been <coughs> maybe one of the criticisms of management, and they probably went a bit heavy in in the league over the last two or three years. And um, I know in particular there was just some positions that we didn't have a plan B if things went wrong. Like even John Conlon was available at the weekend, but we had um, David McInerney at six just to see how he went. So. Again, very wise decision. I think one of the better decisions management have made was to not play um, four of the five lads that were named because of the Fitzgibbon Cup commitments during the week. I think that was a very smart move. Um, but you have to be very happy with with some of the new lads that have come in. Connor Lean, there from Curfin, made his starting debut against Waterford. A lot of people would have maybe questioned when he was brought on the panel. He was brought in a year when he really hadn't played for his club. Um, at all at your due to injuries and he is a player that has struggled with injuries but management saw something and 
you know, Connor really delivered uh, at the weekend. I thought he gave a, he gave a great performance from cornerback. He throws himself around a lot of the place, and then you know he comes in off the back of a good campaign, which with Curafin and the intermediate getting to Munster final um, had been one of their star performers, and and that largely was testament to, to a year in with the Clare seniors in the build up to that 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 had him in that position, and then. Keen Galvin at wing back at another another oh, guy that maybe hasn't nailed down his place as a player that has drifted in and out of the match day twenty six, but gave a good good account of himself at the weekend. Sean Rain <coughs> got man the match off off TG Carr, taken off the first round against Cork, but you know had been a player for those of us at the club scene watching him with Ina Kilnamona, he'd been he'd been going well, and um, so good to see him come in and like it, it is for guys like Keen Galvin, Daryl Lohan, Patrick Crotty, Robin Mounsey. I think it's time to deliver this year because they've been there thereabouts on the panel and you know the commitment that's involved. Fair play to everyone for giving it, but it's it's really time for them to stand up and show that they're they're that they're championship quality and that's something that that the league is really their chance to do it. Shane Meehan, another player who I, I saw him in action at close quarters for, for Mary I against UCC in the Fitzgibbon <coughs> Cup. Re- really impressed with how he's, he's kind of built himself up this year, a guy that struggled with injuries. So it could be um, a year that we really see him make his market championship, hopefully. Uh, all those lads you've n- named, it is great to see them getting their chance. And uh, I suppose their names, they've been thrown around for the last maybe year, year or two. Um, you know, and uh, maybe, as you said, correctly not getting enough game time in leagues beforehand when maybe the Triton Trust to produce but one position still that um, there's a question mark with and uh, it might have to be answered now because uh, you know Conor Cleary has a bit of an injury but who would you see as the most likely contender to take over three if required yeah, it's um, it's a tough one. Um, obviously, we see Keen Nolan is, is no longer on the panel. I think Keen came under a lot of unfair criticism, in my opinion, for the Munster final last year. I think would have been anyone that has played in the full back line would know when there's an ocean of space in front of you, it's difficult to defend if you're marking a junior B hurler, let alone if you're marking someone of Aaron Glenn's quality. Yeah. Perfect. So, look, Keen, Keen was, a, was a player that we maybe would have loved to see get a bit of game time in the league to see if he was a potential number three. Obviously, he's out of the equation now, so so we don't know. You know, it obviously won't be him, but Adam Hogan is a guy long-term that we could see at full-back. Um, whether he's physically ready for... He's not at... Obviously not... Cleary brings to it. Um, another option that we could throw into it is David McInerney, who we saw... David McInerney was full-back and, and um, he got an all-star there, so he's another option. I don't have the silver bullet on who the number two choice is for full-back, but I think it's the league is just about trying who's the potential contenders. And I would say, in my opinion, if you were to press me on it, it's probably David Mack, Adam Hogan are the contenders to fill in if, if things weren't right with Conor Cleary. And Paulie, do you, do you see anyone new uh, getting in, uh, getting into the starting uh, six backs from last year? You know, in, I suppose Daryl Lohan has really put up his hand. Conor Lean now shows that he's probably in 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 the mix to play as cover as well. Yeah, I think um, you know if we see a bit more of Conor Lean to put himself in contention. If if you're looking at, it, I would say Daryl Owen is ahead of him in the pecking order. Obviously, he played the All Ireland quarter final against Dublin and didn't have a bad game. And he's worth noting making his place in a very competitive UL Stephen Cup team. So he he's a fella I would say that has aspirations of us. Um, I think it's interesting 
um, if we look at it, Rory Hayes, I think it was last year's, maybe after the first or second round, people were saying he's, he was the second best defender in the country after Sean Finn. And then, you know, one or two things and people seem to be saying, oh, we should be we should be looking elsewhere. So I think I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Rory does this year and maybe answering those people who were critical of him um, as well. Like Adam Hogan broke into it last year and, and has to maintain his place. But I would be hopeful John Keneally will get a starting spot in the National League um, and we can see what he can bring to the table. I, I know he came on at half time the last day. I'm maybe surprised in a way that he hasn't got a starting spot to date. But um, I think he's one, you know, provided what we see in the league, he's a guy that can step up and, and maybe offer something. Um, Keen Galvin, again, had a good game at the weekend, but I would say, you know, while he maybe had in, in management's view of John Keneally, I think maybe John Keneally just offers a bit of power <clears> and strength. Like if, if we were to analyse club form, and I know there's a bit of a jump, um, John Keneally has really led Tony Quinn, who's been uh, been a, a strong force at, at senior level. And I think it's fair to say Clare Castle haven't. So, um, you know, maybe that's an unfair comparison to make. But I, John Keneally, for me, would be ahead of Keane Galvin, whereas... Um, I, I think Daryl Owen is probably leading the chasing pack with Conor Lean first tracing to the one of the cornerback spots. But um, again, I think I'd have to preface that by saying we need to see what John Keneally can do either in the corner or on the wing to, to put his hand up. Yeah, I think we've all been waiting for John, Killeen, or John Keneally to develop uh, into the player we think he can be and maybe this year will be his chance, uh, Parag. Now, just... Uh, I suppose defence is the most interesting part of it in the sense that uh, you know we needed to get replacements and it's great to have four or five names to throw around like you've been talking about there the other thing I noticed and Mark Rogers referred to it after the Cork game was we don't seem to be blazing as many Hail Mary shots wide from 60, 70 yards with lads maybe you know out in the sideline uh, maybe shouldn't be taking on those shots and there seems to be, if it's not too soon to say so, a better kind of a thinking going on about getting the ball maybe across diagonally to the forwards inside and not to be wasting, uh, wasting uh, you know, too much position on, on, on Hail Mary shots for points. Have you, would you notice that or is, 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 it, is it too soon to say we have changed our style a bit? No, no, it's, it's early, but it's you're you're right to say it. It's um, that's what what seems to be the way so far is smarter ball into our forwards. Like those guys are there, they're dangerous, and if they get good supply, they're more than likely going to do damage. Like we have, Mark Rogers, you know, glad he got his opportunity last year because we all knew he was going to deliver. Um, you know, the odds were in his favour that he was really going to deliver at senior for anyone that has followed his career. Ian Galvin showed what you know absolutely led the way with Clonlara, so hopefully he's going to get a bit more game time. Has been a player that's possibly partially substituted over recent seasons, but um, you know, so once we get those guys good supply of ball, um, I mentioned Jeremy Ryan earlier there that didn't play at the weekend, possibly guilty of um, maybe hitting two or three wides a game. So you know, it's good to see that the supply is smarter. And I can you know the question you phrased there, Pat, it reminds me of. Um, one of my early days playing intermediate league for Newmarket, um, what an experienced forward who I won't name um, <laughs> was playing was playing in the forwards and say was giving out to the backs at half time. He said, "Backs, if you were any good ten years ago, you'd been putting the forwards. So just hit the ball into us and let us score." So. Um, yeah, so I think maybe that message could be applied even though I'm, it's a couple of years I'm after. not going to age you know, but it sounds like something Gil Martin would have said about 30 years ago. <laughs> I know, I can't, yeah, I no. can't age with that. No, you didn't play with him, I'd say, but uh, it's like something who would have said. Yeah, um, I, I thankfully wouldn't have had the opportunity <laughs> playing with Michael Gil Martin Pesh, so... Um, yeah, I think he'd have left a mark on me even if I was out first or behind him to the ball, so... Um, you could mark you either yeah. way, yeah. 
But um, to go on from Michael Gilmerton oh. and going on to, to the, the management team, uh, Parik, and look, they're in there a number of years now and obviously there's a change in the management team this time with Brian Lohan staying as manager and Kill Ralph, but there has been a change with, with Brendan Bugler coming in and, and all that. Do you think the influence at the coach, would, would you think Brendan would have an influence in, on the way the style of play has developed? Oh, definitely. I think, you know, and we, we have to remember what position Brendan played in when he was with Clear, like he's in the half-back line and you know, his style of play would have evolved from when he broke onto the team in 2007 to when he finished up around, you know, his last kind of starting year was 2016 or thereabouts. So, um, you know, he changed the way he played as as defender in the half-back line. So, you know, from he'd have been obviously watching Clare closely and that's probably something he might have identified that the supply of ball into, into the forwards is something that needs to improve on. And it's maybe something unique like... And it's probably highlighted in the question that we were asking for for new backs. Our forwards are very strong, and we've serious competition for places in in that forward line. There's some excellent guys there, like elite forwards. And you know, we haven't even seen Tony Kelly or Shane O'Donnell. And lads have been Aidan McCarthy. I know was taking the freeze, got eight points. Uh, Mark Rogers, thirteen points. Like they're good hauls for for lads to be coming up with. Um, so I think yeah, we have the forwards. So just give them good supply and see what they can do. And and Parik, I suppose at this stage, you know, and you you we've alluded to the point you mentioned earlier. One of the major criticism of the Clare management was the league, and there seems to be a different approach this year to the league, which says that look at you know that the, the penny has dropped. Yeah, I know that's like that's a highlight of you know, it's one of the definitions of good management is learning from your mistakes rather than trying to repeat the same things over and over and, and looking for different results. So, like we are seeing different guys come in, Darlow and got the start. Um, <clears throat> In, in round one, Claude Sheedy's getting a bit of game time coming into Sean Rin. Like, but that's what we want to see is new players that can, you know, get to the top 20 or be pushing lads to be in the top 20 because at the end of the day, you can only make five subs when it comes to it. So we need to have the options. But then, you know, we can't, which we have been in the habit of sometimes some of our supporters are making excuses the whole time. Like, there's no point worrying about this player was missing or that player was missing. Like Limerick have won all Ireland's with Keane Lynch being injured, with Declan Hannon being injured. So key players, they weren't, you know, small cogs to the wheel. They were key pivotal figures to their uh, machine. So, you know, we have to be able to to carry on if we are missing a marquee player. And that's what, you know, the Munster Hurling League really isn't worth anything, in my opinion. The National League is, the, you know, the chance to blood lads and see who can put their hand up for championship. They appear to be doing that in round one and two. They'll probably do it a bit more seen as, you know, they're in a healthy position top of the table after, you know, Getting getting one over on Cork and Water for two teams that they're going to be made, meeting, you know, in a couple of months' time. So yeah, so far so good in terms of Clare's performance, but a hundred percent in we're seeing new players potentially putting up their hand. So it's um, yeah, you'd have to be you'd have to be pleased. Obviously, we won't get carried away because you don't want to. But it just in those little things, Clare getting the job done without being overly spectacular, getting results, playing okay. And then, most importantly, we are seeing new lads and potentially new options to, to come into the fold. And, Parik, looking at the league this year, you know, and as Clare are trying out, as you said, trying out, as other lads are trying out a lot of players, the pressure is off them now with this top three position. They're more than likely safe to be in the top three to go by where they're going to be playing in the National League next year, whether that is even at the the, to- the top of their thoughts or not. But at least that's mission one accomplished. So... Do you, t- do you expect Clare to go out for the league, uh, Parik, or do you expect them just to experiment game by game? Um, it's probably a mix to it. I think Brian Lohan is under pressure to get a bit of silverware this year. Um, 
if the year was to finish and he had the National League, I still think people wouldn't be, you know, people wouldn't be delighted like we've won National Leagues before and people haven't got carried away. So I think he does need to to win something, to have something like we are. I think it's fair to say while we haven't been in All-Ireland Finals, we're probably the second best team in the country. So it's just to have something to show for us. And like the guys like John Conlon, they're not coming back just to be number two. You know, they want to win something. Um, I, I can't, you know, speak on behalf of the management as to what they're doing. I'd say there's an element of they want to win something, but the league isn't what they want to win would be my guess. But if they can keep, continue doing what they're doing and then mix it a bit like we've seen, as I've mentioned, a couple of lads have got a chance, but let's see a couple more lads hopefully impress and train and that'll then get the opportunity to 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 get a bit of game time in, in the remaining rounds of the league. And Parik, looking at the other teams, how would you think they, they are fair notes? Obviously, Cork are under pressure last two, have two <coughs> from two last. Limerick had facile victories over Westmead and, and who did attend the first one again? Entrum. You know, so it's very hard to gauge where teams are and how serious they are. Obviously, Tipperary in their group, they're going all over. They seem to be going guns, all guns blazing uh, for the league. And I suppose maybe Cahill feels under pressure for Silverware as well, maybe. Yeah, and, and it's interesting, I suppose. We're, we're talking now in, in February. Liam Cahill before with teams has peaked early. Um, Tipperary are flying it in February. Will they be able to keep it up is going to be very interesting. Um, during one of our conversations later in the year, we'll have an answer on that one. But Tipperary seem to be the team that are that are stepping out and going all out. Um, but they are under pressure. Um, down in Waterford, Davy Fitzgerald is under a lot of pressure as well. Um, they are a team that you know weren't great and haven't had a huge score in return in their two games so far. Cork, it was interesting to note um, Pat Ryan speaking before the Munster League. He said that they were going to be looking at the Fitzgibbon Cup probably more than the Munster League and as much as the National League in terms of watching their players. Um, so I think while Cork have you know, not got the result on, on either day, I think they're, they'd actually, funnily enough, have some positives. Like there are players, um, an unsung hero, in my opinion, just from, from watching him in the last couple of months is Jer Mellerick. I think yeah. he's solid enough defender. You know, they're... Coming back into it, they're still, I think, which is funny enough, um, the likes of Conor Lehan and Patrick Horgan for inter-county forwards, like they're hitting a lot of wides, which is, um, I don't know, totally random, but I just think Cork's wide count is a bit high. Um, I think an inter-county hurler, shooting efficiency needs to be much higher than what than what Cork's is, in my opinion. Um, I don't think we can read anything, to be honest, out of Limerick's two games so far, and that's... I say no disrespect Centrum and Westmead, but like at the end of the day, they're not going to be contenders in this year's championship. Um, Galway, bit mixed, but like Eamon O'Shea, huge addition to their management and, and is going to add uh, a dimension. But like there's Limerick, as I say, we can't reach much in it, but obviously if we were doing our rankings, Limerick are at the top. Possibly clear Tipperary front of the chasing pack at the minute, but um, again, we spoke about Clare's management have learned, possibly learned, and are showing, you know, trying lads out. Maybe a different story when the pressure's on. Will they trust the young guys in Championship time? They'll tell. But the big question is: Has Liam, Liam Cahill and Mikey Beavans have they learned, and will they get their timings right? Parig, I suppose we know Limerick are Limerick and favourites for their Ireland yet again and the Munster too, I'm sure. So you've mentioned that we know Clare have been contenders against Limerick and put it, really put it up to them in Munster uh, and won't beat them, but can't win the Munster title, unfortunately, up to now. The other team we mentioned, of course, Kilkenny getting to the semi-final and finals and giving Kilkenny a reasonable test at the last Ireland. 
Apart from those three teams then, of the remainders like your Corks, your Tips, your Galways, your Wexfords, your whoever else, um, who is the most likely to make progress and maybe knock Kilkenny or Clare out as maybe second to Limerick, if, 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 it, ha- if it had to be? Well, just to give you the quick answer, I would say Galway and Tipperary so far. Um, Galway, sorry, Galway not so far. Galway and what I think they'll do as the year goes on. Um, you know, like see Conor Whelan is appointed captain. I think I just think the Eamon and O'Shea factor is going to be is going to be huge. And if Tipperary can get their timings right, I think there's there could be something. Unfortunately, um, as work continues on the Killaloo Bridge and Bypass, our neighbours could get a bit louder. But um, they're probably the two. And then it's that whoever can get out of the bear pit of Munster. Um, I wouldn't write off Cork or Waterford, but like at the minute, you'd say. You know, if you were going off current form and off last year's form, you'd say possibly Limerick clear Tipperary at the minute. But that that I nearly I could be giving you a different answer in the week or two leading up to the Munster Championship. And Parik, looking at Waterford last Sunday, you know, playing at really twelve. You know, Clare were experimenting. Does not about Waterford had a lot of leads out as well. But your men Paddy Levy came on came on to an awful lot of ball for Waterford. But as you said, the scoring return from Waterford is, 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 is has been poor. And again, I know it's about tactics, but you'd look at the Waterford team last Sunday and there was times there was no one within 50 yards of the clear goals and a lot of balls dropped into into Aver Quilligan. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be very hard to win games if they're not going to, to to put some leads into the forwards, you know, into the full forward line. And also looking at your man, Patrick Fitzgerald, or the, the Kilrassen Tipper, he was absolutely on fire for WIT. Uh, during the week and in, he didn't look anyway interested at all less under she's hard to gauge Parik isn't it well it is but like if we look at say you know if we were to rattle off some of the scores it's common for teams to be getting more than 30 points when they're winning be it Limerick be it Clare like it's I think there was 35 seconds gone in the game on Sunday and tip Waterford at a point then Clare Aidan McCarthy got a point straight away so Waterford aren't going to be one of the three to get out unless their scoring return is higher it's as simple as that. Paddy Levy was on the ball operating <clears> as a sweeper, plus one, whatever, scuba door, whatever name people are putting on it now. Like, that's great, but Paddy Levy isn't going to score there. And they just, Watford need to be able to adapt. Like, Wexford have had an okay start, okay, probably should have done better against Offaly, but Conor McDonald has been going well. His role has kind of seemed to be changing under Keith Roster than what it was under Derry Egan and under Davy Fitz. Whereas, like, we look at last year, like it was a bit of a shame to see David Daisy Hutchinson in the role he was in last year. Um, like I just think Waterford are going to have to seriously scrutinise. And while it's great to have systems and tactics, you have to be have the flexibility and the to be able to adapt to what the game is in front of you and to mix it. And um, like we're saying, you know, we have our player hats on and we're looking at Clare in terms of trying out new players. Maybe Waterford should be looking to try out more systems in their games yeah. than sticking with you know the plus one, the sweeper and. Because they, they have the players, like we've seen even Patrick Curran had burst on, I think he came on the panel around 2012-2013, was as a corner wing forward, was playing midfield at the weekend, and I think it was said after that they were missing eight or nine of their team, but again, inter-county management, or inter-county in 2024, with the guys given the commitment that they're given, if they're not good enough to be in, there's no point saying we're missing player X, player Y, player Z, so I think... Yeah, massive year for Waterford and, you know, if they are going to be ultra defensive, it's probably not going to work just given, like, we looked at Limerick and we spoke about them in, in one of the years that they hadn't got a goal leading up to the All-Ireland final, but 
on the flip side, they were hitting 30 definitely miles. over 25, if yeah. not 30 points per game. So you have to keep the scoreboard ticking. And that's um, like there was no real goal threat for Aver and the lads to have to defend. OK, we'd have been disappointed with the with the goal Sean Walsh got. But like, yeah, it's just something Waterford because they have good quality guys. Stephen Bennett, Desi Hutchinson, there's dangerous forwards there. Um, and Fitzgerald, as you mentioned. So it's just um, kind of have to play at your strengths as opposed to maybe being too uh, too defensive. Yeah. Parik, we'll turn to now from the hurling and look at the league. It, it, will, it will evolve and, 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 and more systems and things will evolve. Turn it to Claire Camogie and, and one of the biggest um, news is breaking and Claire Camogie seen for a long time was the addition of former Cork Camogie manager Paddy Murray to declare senior or to declare management uh, Camogie team. A positive move, Parik? Um... Yeah, well, look, I, I haven't done an interview with John Carmody to see, but from what I can gather, it's an advisory role, which to me means, you know, not every session, not okay. every match. Um, so I don't think it's going to be as prominent as what maybe some people are making out of And say the spin doctors are saying, but um, I, yeah, I think unless it's a, but I could, I could open to correction on that, but from what I could gather, it's not in a very prominent role and it's more in an advisory capacity. So, um, like, you know, sometimes there can be a bounce to teams if there is a big name when they come, but it's it's what you do every night is going to count. Um, so, yeah, look, hopefully Paddy Murray will be of some um, uh, benefit to Claire being there, but I, I'd be just a bit... Um, slightly pessimistic maybe on it that if it's only an advisory role I don't know what good he's going to do and what he's going to know about all of the clear players because we are looking at a very new look mm. clear panel and unfortunately <clears throat> I'm I'm banging the same drum that I bang every year that there's our best players aren't on the panel and um, you know obviously that's not all on management's door but there's a lot of players that have opted to step away this year which um, Yeah it's going to make yeah. it a lot harder isn't The spine of the team it? really is gone isn't it? They're yeah, not goalkeeper, fullback, centre back, anybody. Claire Hare. All the players that should be there probably. Claire Hare, yeah, fullback as well. There's a huge, uh, all the Duggan. That's that's an awful spine of the team to be missing. Um, yeah, no, it's, you'd, it's, you'd be it's, worried it's, for them in the in the in the championship this year, to be honest, wouldn't you? Yeah, and again, I don't want to be coming across as uh, saying he's overly negative, but it was great for juniors to win and get to an intermediate final, but. Um, Again, to be very negative, I'd be worried our senior team could be joining them in the same grade. I tell you, with that, with and that Parik, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to take a heart for tonight, and look at hopefully that we'll have more positive news the next time we're talking with Claire Camogie. But definitely hurling very much on the up. Oh, Parik, before we let you go, the the, the decision uh, to overturn the the under five week account is not to now them into competition. You know, and I suppose there's a, a debate that's going to go on for you know for a long time with these with these weaker counties. You're taking it, Polly. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. Like I was also looking at the figures in terms of the GA. This could open a wider debate, but the GA seems to be losing money on the lower competitions, such as the Larry Maher and the Nicky Record. So, I think, and it's been said many times before, we need a serious conversation as to how we. Um, how we promote our games in the weaker counties um, and I don't have the answer tonight but there's just there's a lot that needs to be done um, and then you know okay the GA need the GA needs to step up and support these counties and you know I'm talking about money being lost but 
I'd just be worried it's probably a conversation for another day but just in some of the direction that the GA is going um, with how it, it carries out its affairs like the GA go thing is just one uh, tip of the iceberg in my opinion but um, yeah there's 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 a lot of work that needs to be done to to be helping our smaller counties and to promote our games like I would disagree and people might say I have a vested interest over the split season but I don't think it's you know the argument that oh we're giving away the best window of the year um, in terms of August or September to rugby or soccer like I, I personally just don't I think like it's great for May, June, July like the people spoke about oh the Lee MacArthur the Sam Maguire can't come into schools in September but like you bring your children to a game a championship game whether it's Munster, Leinster Ulster, Connacht in May and it's a fantastic spectacle then that's the talk in the week for the schools so I just think it's it's they're just yeah, I'm just a bit, take a step back and look at what the GA is doing. I think they really need to reflect on, on where things are at, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a lot of negative, lot of negativity there at the moment, from the as you well as you've alluded to there, from the general public. And as you said, it's probably not a conversation for tonight. It's a, a more general conversation. And, the, you know, I suppose when you see problems, the first thing you should do maybe is look at your own house and get your own house, get your own house in order before you start playing with someone else. Absolutely. And... Um, I was just listening to slightly separate the CEO of Media Heist, who which runs the Irish Independent. He was on Morning Ireland a couple of weeks ago. There's been redundancies announced for the Irish Independent, but he gave a saying um, from Holland, and it's that they they don't touch a roof in the winter; they do it in the summer. So, you know, he's they're bringing in those redundancies to plan for the next ten years while things are going well. Whereas, it's only when something hits the fan in Ireland that we seem to be looking at what we can do whereas we need to be future planning like yeah it is okay, re- it is a react rather than proact here there's no exactly. doubt about that there's no yeah. doubt about that Parik as always good to talk to you and thanks for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio and could, we will be getting more of your views as the year goes on Cormina Magot Parik thanks lads and welcome Parik you're listening to Sportsline on Scarif Bay Community Radio 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare Around the world on ScarifBayRadio.com and on the TuneIn Radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. And once again, thanks to Park McMahon for taking time to talk to us. And we move from one regular and uh, sport and here on Sportsline uh, with the GA, and we go to our regular analyst for the rugby uh, here on Sportsline, and we're delighted once again to be joined by Michael Madden. Michael, you're welcome once again, and belated Happy New Year to you. Thank you, thank you, Michael. Thank you. The last time we were here, we were talking about World Cup. We were desperately disappointed with, with the way it turned out and all that. However, the clock moves forward a bit. We're in the cusp of the Six Nations, two games gone. We're back in high high ground again then. Uh, all positive. At, I hope you have your tickets booked to Australia in three years' time or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's all roads again or sunshine. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I like, it's... It's such. A, it's. Well, I suppose it's like any. It's like any sport. We move on and we move to the next challenge, and that's all they've done. In fairness, they've, they've made a brilliant adjust because it must have been hard coming away from that quarter final. You know, they were so close. The width of a men's leg, and they were in the semi final, and but they've regrouped and they've they look like they're way more determined and ready to build on. And like, if you look at it in, in even thirty players used in two games. Have you ever seen that before? It's never like, you know, that's a huge turnaround, a huge use of players. And it, you can see he's trying to build. And that's brilliant. Like for 
the game. I suppose, Michael, he, ha- he seems to have learned, like, you know, and look at Farrell, it's all possible, Farrell, and everyone, there's no doubt everyone likes him. He's based here, mm. he brought his family over the whole lot. You know, young lad is going to school in Blackrock, probably going to play for Ireland mm-hmm. uh, as well as a <clears throat> not too distant uh, uh, future. But he looks like that he's, he's development, he has it in stages, right? That he has kept some of the old guard just to bring the new lads through, like by giving them a handy to captaincy. That's obviously short term, yeah. you know. And But the cover, the cover is there behind already. Yeah, okay. it, yeah. There's a huge rebuild behind, but like in fairness, by keeping Peter Mahoney and these guys on board for at least another season or two, like it's it's allowing them to build and allowing those to the new players to have that experience still in there. Do you know, I, I think like I think he's one of the best managers, uh, definitely yeah, in no rugby at the moment. Like you know, maybe, I, not, maybe for longer than that even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, even though in terms of development, Michael, and they have to like to go to Paris and do what they've done. You know what I mean? And it had to be go back, it had to be mentally tough to go back to France mm. and face back what was after you know, after where you came out in the World Cup and to go and do what they've done to France. No. France, guilty, men under serious pressure, Dupont gone away to play mm. you know, one man can't have such an influence, there's no doubt about that. But maybe he does. Yeah. Well I was going to disagree, I think he probably he does. Because he's such an exceptional talent and he does like France play a very like they they think France believe that if they have the biggest team that they will win every game, but obviously it's Dupont is the magic, you know, and maybe they have to relook at it. Like they don't really use a six, they don't really use a seven in the true. They all they want is have big ball carriers and people that are going to drive out over you, and they think that's enough to win rugby. And you know, in some ways it is, but. When it comes to the finer details, like that's where they're getting caught. Like and like, you can obviously see in them that they haven't recovered from the World Cup. Like they still talk as if it's a scare for the rest mm-hmm. of their lives, and it's all, this is stuff like that. You know, you have to move on. You know, every like especially in sport, there's a new challenge nearly coming around the corner the whole time. Like you have to put things, and like that's probably one of the greatest tricks that Andy Farrell has done is to say, lads, look at. We're going to put that behind us. We're going to win this Six Nations. We're going to go to South Africa and we're going to beat them down there and we're going to win. We're going to prove ourselves over the next four years and well, then go on. It was probably a bigger shock to the French mentality and the French, French personalities involved in rugby mm. from management players that said the supporters to, to, to not at least get to the final or win the World, the World Cup in their own country. Whereas in Ireland, whereas we hoped and hoped and hoped we passed the quarter final, the fact that we, we performed very, very well and were unlucky I think we still came away to fight. The fight that we were really deflated and mm. very, very upset because we were probably good enough to win that final if we got to it. Mm. But we weren't as, as arrogant or as confident in ourselves. But for France, they reckon it's the massive chance missed home uh, with a top quality team, nearly everybody fit, and they, they, they didn't do it. So I think it has affected them way worse than we have. But as you say, you have to get over these things, but they haven't. Yeah, you know. and it, you're probably right. It is a probably an Irish mentality. Like you know, we pro- we probably aren't used to winning that much. Like you know, if you look, if you, we're used to moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we we're not used to going to tournaments, being favourites or being anywhere up there. So it is a different mindset now. 
I hope that we get to that mindset because, you know, it it does give you about 5% extra, you know, if you're going in believing in yourself as much as they do. It looks like we have the squad now. I mean, oh. the squad, has the Irish squad ever been as strong as now? Even this, these last two games, Calvin Ash, Jack Crowley, for just name two, Joe yeah, McCarthy. Brilliant. I'm, Joe McCarthy is such a, it's such a find. Modern, we, we do yeah. not uh, produce that type Six of... Six uh, too late. Yeah. yeah. But like, we don't produce those type of bodies and build... Like, he is a huge he man. talent. Yeah, yeah. We are, you, you mentioned Jack Crowley, Pat, and I think he's coming in for. Look, he's a brilliant, technically a brilliant rugby player, right? Mm. Obviously, he's not a Johnny Sexton as of yet. You know, in terms of playmaking, he's probably ahead of Sexton. Yeah. He's just the, 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 this kicking game, he's kicking at the penalties, his penalty efficiency is just, he's just not um, good enough. That will come in yeah. time. But are we not putting an awful lot of pressure on him? And a lot of the media. Of course, you have this. Well, you see, he like I. I would think that it's very Dublin Central. That yeah, I was just going to say it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, they want they obviously want their own when the guy's starting, and probably can't understand how this lad from Cork is. You know, he never made a. You know, he didn't really make any teams until he got to under twenties, like. So, but I think okay, I was looking for him at a very young age, which is a fair sign. Well, he, he can spot talent to be fair, and like he has like the hands he showed yeah. on Sunday, Fabulous. and like it's even. When he takes the ball to the line, he, do you know the way you turn sideways if you were looking to get rid? He straightens up as if he's going to keep going, yeah. and it fixes d- defenders yeah. like if. Do but they can't, they can't really miss it. No, you that's the really thing. And like there isn't enough footage on him now at the moment, but like he is class now. He and like the kicking will come. And like Johnny Sexton and Rona Gar when they started off, they all missed a lot of kicks when yeah. they were starting out, mm-hmm. a lot more than this guy has missed. And but I think he's coming into a great a team. That is on a front foot, which makes it he's play, it makes it a lot easier. I know Michael they're going to analyse him, but you very hard to analyse him when you can't know you, you know Ooh, he yeah. never play, he never he never does the same play twice. Yeah, and the other thing about it is because of the way we re, we changed our game because Johnny Sexton was so old. Not a lot of th- you know everything. Not everything goes through the out half Great. because of the game we've set up. Ooh, yeah. So it takes a lot of the pressure off him as well. Even though I think in a couple of years time. We'll, we'll probably be saying this guy is something special yeah. and once we're lucky to fucking have him because no doubt you know probably what we need is a, a second we are speaking team. of Munster before we get to the rest of the Six Nations you know a big move there in the last week or two Rezi Erasmus now gone back in coaching he's, I'm sure he's running the show out there there's no South Africa yeah. Jerry Flannery gone in uh, in the court the, co- the last week Jones he's taken in Flannery mm. there's no doubt where he's putting um, his he's main thought he's going to be Brute, brute force. Oh yeah, but uh, but I do think Jerry Flannery brings a lot more to the table than that now. Yeah. Like I've I've only listened to him, but he's he is a student of the game. Like, and he obviously impressed Razzy the time he was in Munster. Like with and he has been good detail. for Harlequins as well. Uh, yeah, I like and Harlequins. You know, in fairness to him, they might their forwards are ticking along nicely. So mm. I think Razzy he needs people around him that believe in him. He needs people that will, no matter what Razzy says, that you will go off and do that for him. And, you know, in fairness, he knows that Jerry Farrell, he has a relationship with him and he believes he's he's the man to do it. And I honestly, I would go talk, against I, him. I thought Razzy Rasmus would finish up in, 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 in Ireland, but now we have David Humphreys. Yeah. Now, before, again, before we go into the rest of it, yeah. what's your take on that? No support of leaving, Humphreys taking over. Well, see, I I think, okay, this is what I think now. Anyone, like what New Zealand used to do, I do think you need to clear out after a World Cup cycle, anyone over a certain age, and start again 
and build towards the next World Cup cycle. So I would think that you know, Peter Romani, maybe give him the year or the year, but like after that then it's time to move on. It's because the, we have such a, a, a wheel of talent coming through. There are so many under-20s players that can't get into games, yeah. can't be developed. If we can, we only have the four teams, so they're not going to get into Leinster and Leinster have so much fucking pool of talent. So they have to go to Ulster, Connacht and Munster. And we have to move these players on. And like, it's not like we're getting rid of them. Like they will get contracts with somebody else. But we do have to say, you know, like even the likes of uh, uh, Murray and all these guys, you know, maybe, you know, go to France for a year and make a few bob and yeah. come back. Yeah. Do you know, it's the only way because there is too much talent coming through. And we're not going to be able to keep them happy and keep them, develop them into the players that we need, they could become. Pat, I suppose the first sign it is really about moving on is by not giving, even though Mahoney is captain, he didn't get the central contract, no. right? Mm. So she's kind of sitting out the stall of, of look, at if it's going to happen to him and he's such a servant, it's, look, at, it's what's going to happen to the rest of you as well. Well, yeah. you, have to, you see, there's a realism, there's a good realism now, I'd say, and I should be. I mean, in fairness, it's the envy of most of the world. Yeah. But, uh, the whole setup of the provinces, school system, the development system, and all that, uh, contracts, everything is it's nearly too good to be true in many ways. But mm. that's hard nosed business, you know. That there's obviously the men, plus nearly all men at the top, are thinking along modern lines that, you know, the day of the old boys club and the day of the school we went to, the day of uh, he's a good old lad, he's been there for 30 years, the Blazer, that, that's gone. Mm. And it needs to be gone because, you know, we still haven't won a World Cup. We still haven't got to a semi-final or a quarter-final. We, got to, we have got to get to that stage whereby with the talent that's come through, they have to be just <laughs> managed, spread around to the provinces. We're obviously not going to still be exporting players because of the, the rule that you can play. So it's a question of managing that. And I think uh, new blood coming in like Humphreys, these lads are thinking modern, in modern lines, I'd say, and the old thinking is gone. And I mean, old thinking held up Irish rugby for a long time. We know that. Yeah, Most of sure. the lads couldn't get games because of, you know, they weren't yeah. part of the club. So... I think it's a great thing. I think Peter O'Mahony for the year as captain was the ideal thing to do because it was one great appreciation of what he has done. But and I think also the fact that he didn't get a central contract means exactly what it does mean. He's not going to be there for the World Cup. And he, he shouldn't be. Despite how great a 70s, mm. he would be too old. Mm. You know? But there's no doubt Michael, he has already made up his mind who the new captain is going to be. He's going to be Caelan Doris. You yeah. know? And he's given him time to... To learn, the, to learn the ropes as well, and I suppose Mahoney is probably more of a teacher now more than yeah, you know. But the idea, you know, if you were to pick one, he probably would be the idea. He's the idea in man, isn't he? Ah, oh, definitely. He's going to play nearly every minute from yeah. here to yeah, World yeah, Cup yeah, barrel and injury, yeah. and like he is no doubt world class number eight, probably second. Second or third World Cup, number eight in the world. Like so, he will definitely. Remember, or seven? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, well, he still managed forty nine. Yeah, years, yeah. so <laughs> it, was fucking, it was impressive enough. But like, it, yeah, no, he's definitely the captain. I'd say, but like, it's we're 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 so blessed. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Like, I the, the under twenties game. I know the last one, but like the the talent that's coming to Brian Gleeson, like all yeah, these guys, and they weren't even. On, do you know what I mean? What question? Huge. It's the, this is the probably has been the question we've had for a few years now, because our top players were world, nearly world class. Maybe the two or three we have, but the two props tight end, tight head and loose head, 
probably still slightly limited there if we had injuries. Do you know, it's one of the little areas to be worked on, isn't it? I'm not sure who's good from the other 20, that level off the top of my head, but uh, would you have any... Is, well, is there anyone knocking on the door, we'll say, uh, putting Bielham and Porter and well, Fulham uh, under pressure? Well, I think Bielham should be. They're young, though. Bielham yeah. is, 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 is probably the... But I think Bielham should be certain. certain yeah, yeah, I, I think he should yeah. be certain. I don't, like... Uh, you, um, the other one is he's gone back like um, for long for, for long, long he's yeah. gone back yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean I think Bielham, yeah. this is Bielham's time to be starting I think and let you when, when, when the first time you're going it's to know is, now is, is, yeah. is when it comes to tweaking him you know? yeah, and, yeah. and I, I would imagine that Bielham will be will be on by, the, by that time he's yeah. just biding his time you know uh, hopefully because in fairness to him he's playing better like he, yeah, and he's he got is. better hands and mm. he's 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 doing more around more the pitch now and he's and like his scrumming is good his scrumming is good we're talking about rugby in general we go through the rest of the teams Michael that's, it just seems that Ireland are so far ahead of the Six Nations now look at you can get caught and maybe the only place they will get caught is Twickenham because yeah. England they've won nine out of their last they nine games more them over there and mother, <laughs> mother, mother of God <laughs> what should they watch, go to watch the game coming to Michael with uh, the way. it's gone back to like 1970s I know but you, you say that oh yeah and it's true they, the way they play is that way but it is very hard game to play against as well because they they are now using the South African defence, which is rush up, yeah. and they and they still have they're bothering offside all the time. All though. the time, all the, but it's very hard for a ref to call more time. Do you know how many times are you going to call offside? Yeah, you, do you know he's still under pressure. There's eighty thousand English people roaring at you like, do you know it's set up perfectly for England. Uh, we're going over the far Grand Slam. Our happiness and our whole—they would only love, yeah. like it would drive them on another ten percent to just to, to so just was, break was, us up because, mm. like, we've done it to them, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of times. So, look at—I still think we've too much for them, and I think our game is too much for them. But at the same time, it—it—it's—they're it, trying to play a South African game with probably not as good of players that as South Africa. Yeah. Uh, but Michael, at the moment, if you took Ireland over the equation. Rugby is has gone very boring, like yeah, you know, as a spectator sport is. Well, definitely that Dupont rule has to go. My God, that is the most lunatic, lunatic stuff altogether. Um, but like, other than that, like there has been some brilliant try scores, and I, the under twenties is unbelievable. Yeah. I like, I, I think people who have never watched under twenties, under twenties yeah. is a great game. But like, going back to the coach for the going back yeah. for the coach of the twenties, Murphy, like he has been around Richie Murphy, he's been around the scene mm-hmm. a long time, and and you know was quite a good player himself in his in his time. Yeah. He's done end too bad either at out half. Yeah. You know, you'd imagine that he'll be knocking uh, knocking at, at, Jack, at Jack Crowley's heels in in in, in, couple of years in three years time. Yeah. You know, but yeah, look again, it's they were blessed. Like the in fairness, the school system is set up really well, and I have to say that the club system is improving this year's club under 15 uh, team was in the junior cup they play up to and they finished top of their group so that's the first time that has ever happened so they like they beat CBC they beat some of the big schools and yeah. finished top of the group so it shows that there is work being done at the club <coughs> thing because really for Munster the club thing has to be as good as the schools because the split is about I'd say there's 60% of players playing club and only 40% of them really, really playing yeah. schools. Yeah. So, like, they, Munster, more than Leinster, more than probably any other... Uh, they have to get that God, right. They have to get right. They have to develop the club game more. And they have to give 
uh, pathways for our kids to be able to get into uh, put on the Munster jersey and show that you know this you can do it because it's pointless saying oh well that lads in it but he came from the school system like like a couple of years ago they had an under 20s team and I think only one club player was on it so I mean everything else came, from, came the schools. from schools yeah. you needed to be we needed to be at least 50-50 or you know, somewhere close to that because otherwise we're missing we're, we're we're missing too many players like you know and and these are all country lads and these are you know I saw the under 16 team this year the club team like they were bigger than the school's team yeah in you know and size and you know so like I think for Munster to develop, they have to get that right, and they ha- they seem to be yeah, trying to, to their grassroots though, really, yes, don't they? Back yeah. to what they were good at before. Yeah, but back to the path, mm. and exactly like, and you know, the, there's no better way to encourage somebody, and we see it there with uh, the Clare, the hurling development is mm. to put a jersey on them and put a Munster jersey on them and say you're playing there now. That will drive them on and and develop them more, and that's kind of the road they have to go and hopefully you know there, there seems to be a bigger emphasis on it now and on yeah before we get away from the island uh, set up Pat um, Andy Farrell has been named as the you know and I suppose there was no debate in this the, the head man for the course to, to the Lions now going down to Australia mm-hmm. obviously the the Joe's, Australia are trying to get a bit of interest in it they put Joe Smith in his course so mm-hmm. at least his you, you know, mm. there's a bit of, bit of rivalry there. there but hope they have will, will it, something will it, dam- will, it, will it damage the setup for Ireland in any way, the fact that he'd be gone away yeah. from the scene for 12 months? Hard to know. I mean, he couldn't refuse the really, in fairness. I mean, it's, it's the pinnacle of anyone's Northern Hemisphere's guys, mm. coaches, I suppose, life to be appointed Lions coach. And I mean, it's still historically, it was a vital thing because there wasn't the much competitions in the old days. Now we have the World Cups and we have... You know, if it's not African teams playing and the United Championship and all that kind of thing, you end with the Autumn International is way more serious than the losing the day plays at all, what I'm sure. So I, I, I just wonder the Lions thing, the Lions tours, while still massive when you go to New Zealand or South Africa, particularly because you get a, a warm welcome there and, and it's always massive physical battles. The Australian thing, um, I think, you know, if the Lions can't go down there, I know. Smith will probably improve Australia. I don't think they'll be better structured again, anyway. Yeah. They will, they will. But I mean, I don't know. Is the same needle going to be there? So I think, I think um, he'll just go on and get the job done. They should win the series. Um, look at he will get a good look at some of the opposition players yeah. in in the, in the Six Nations anyway as well. You know. So yeah, I I don't think it'll damage us too much. Presumably while he's gone. The, the Simon Eastby Simon Eastby will be taken yeah. over yeah. keep the show on the road with, with, with Lyle he's going to have a great squad unless we get five or six major injuries Eastby will have a fantastic squad for, for that for that, for that yeah. year anyway so no, look um, I, I don't think, think I, I don't think it's, it's it's negative yeah I don't think it's negative either because as well as that he gets to pick the coaches that go mm-hmm. with him yeah. so say if he says well, I want to see this fella. He could be looking at him saying, how does he do that? Like, do you know, uh, Andy Farrell is one of the cleverest yeah, coaches. He, he's yeah, do you know what I mean? He's going to bring Les that he <laughs> wants to learn yeah. something off and he wants to see how they do it and do you know, Syst- how their brain works. Yeah, as well, the it? systems. The systems, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. systems is the big... Like, if he could pick off how England do say the forwards or say he Ball can pick um, he can even pick the Irish uh, English uh, um, Felix Jones Felix Jones I was thinking that he'd be uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, he can bring him 
Yeah. And he could be great experience with South great Africa. He'll have all that. Watching how he heart. does this and how they, mm. like this is an opportunity, you know. He and he's the boss, so he gets to you know. He, it's his choice, like yeah, yeah. it's his, his choice. He picks whoever he wants now, and he picks whoever players he wants. Like it's, I think it's a win-win. Like you know, and like there's no doubt if there isn't twelve or thirteen Irish players. Go on, and God knows, at least 10 certain. Like, absolutely. It's, it's I, say you're, I say you're being liberal at the moment. I, I say, well, I, if you were to pick it tomorrow, you, you'd have you'd more than put, that. Yeah, you would. You'd nearly have all of them at this stage. You know, would. Yeah. I tell you, I've seen a team there after the, the first round of the games picked by Will Greenwood. Right. Did you see that team? No, no. He picked the it's team. The week, he picked the team of the weekend. Right. And to the Irish team to beat France, <laughs> he picked them all. He said he couldn't, he couldn't find anyone that would knock any of them out. That's what he, yeah, and yeah. He, unless you bring in the replacements. And then he named five players outside of that. Ben de Merva from Scotland being one I could just think of. Like, but you know, it just shows yeah. what, what people are thinking. Yeah, but like, we are, there's no doubt we are, we seem to be a good uh, street ahead of everybody else at, the, at this stage. And, you know, it's, it's a great place to be. And look at, uh, you know, Munster or Irish rugby is in a very strong place. Like, and Leinster rugby is probably in an unbelievable yeah, place. Funnily enough, you see, the World Cup, if you think back in it, our displays, they are beaten South Africa. And as you said, the width of a the width of a, a calf of a leg of, of a touchdown, having got the ball over the line like mm. that ball, uh was a killer of the ball this end of beating New Zealand and possibly winning it out. Yeah. Uh, I think it has worked the reverse with us. I think it's given the players extreme confidence in their own ability to know that just before we weren't good enough, we bottled it in the last other World Cups. In this occasion, on this occasion, we proved how good we are. A genuinely bit of bad luck, outstanding team. And they know how good they are now. They mm. know they can match the world now, and it isn't all imagination. Yeah. It's actually fact. And like even what you're saying is, as well as that, like with those under twenty teams, they are going to feed through. Like so, we, we we're looking at a team now. But by the time the World Cup comes around, it'll be five or six new guys there. That if you will, the will be well gone. And and I, I think too as well. You know, we had this debate many a time here, as you will know, Michael and Pat. You know, how are we going to keep Johnny Sexton fit for to play? Was yeah. he even going to be able to play in the World yeah. Cup? Yeah. That's not a debate anymore. No. And Crowley now has and, and they're four years or whatever it is to get ready and they will be given it the ample time. It is you know, I suppose look at you're always looking at the positives, but they're in a better position even a long way out. Oh, definitely. Like you know, like nobody can tell, you know, that far no. down the road. But like if if the way they're going, they've only lost what is a one game or two games in yeah. uh, two years, like that's huge. Like for an Irish team. We're, we're just not used to it and like we're going to have to get used to it and we're going to have to find other ways to give out about them doing whatever they're doing but at the moment like they seem to be just that bit of class about them Now at the time the clock is running and Michael Munster how you know what's your take and it seems to be very much up and down but yeah well but they're I still did, in the knockout they're stages. still on the knockout stages and I'd fancy them going over to Nantahampton to tell you the truth because I think you know last year they had a blip as well and you know, it took a while for everyone to come back and be as long as we don't have too many injuries I think we're, we're not in a bad place and Jaeger I think if he stays fit mm. he's serious now for us he there's, is, no, there's another man for the World Cup in and he's brought him in already to that uh, the Ireland setup, like to look at him like he is a definite mm, he's team. a monster yeah, and serious. that's what we need we need a couple of monsters we, you know, that's where we're short is just that bit of power like a quick word on Wales. Gatlin has gone away from his normal game. It, he's kind of... Re- they're good to watch. They're just not... The players aren't good enough. But they're, they're good to watch. Yeah, yeah. And look, they'll always be hard to beat, I think. But at the same time, they don't have quality. No, mm. they couldn't have quality. They're... They're, they're, playing, they're playing above the level of the clubs, yeah, in a sense. They're giving well, more... They always play yeah, above the... Lifted, but, yeah. but these... Mm. They're, 
the last set of players they had were actually world class. They had some yeah. real world class players. You couldn't really pick out any world class players. Now they're good. They'll do what they're told and they'll move. But I don't see them. There's a possibility that they could get a good trimming from Ireland, wouldn't there? Oh, definitely. And I, Ireland would love to do it. We would to do it together in that time. Oh, <laughs> but they don't like each other anyway. Those teams yeah. don't like each no, other. No, they don't. There's no doubt about that. Let's. That the clock has caught up and it's good to talk about the rugby, Michael, on a positive note. And look at, even at this stage, you're looking forward to the World Cup in a few years' time. <laughs> but uh, look, at, we have England and, and, and a few games to come. So the remember, championship. Remember, remember bring live callers from Sydney and Melbourne with the end. Finally, before we, we, we leave the, the sport of rugby, we, we must wish uh, Ian Murray from Bodaik uh, a speedy oh, yeah. recovery in that injury he picked up you know, in that club game for Scarab last weekend. And you know, hopefully, Ian, you'll get back on the pitch. Both hurling and rugby field sooner rather than later. Michael, as always, thanks for that. Sound. Pat, thanks you for your contribution tonight. And Jim, thanks yeah. you for in, in, in the control tower for helping us out tonight. Thanks everybody for listening on our first programme back of 2024. We hope you, you enjoyed it. And it Happy remains. Valentine's Day as well. Leo, you forgot. Well, that was on during the week, Pat. So say Valentine's Week. I hope they had. I, ho- I hope. They, I hope they had. They had. Everybody had a good time, and that also Fikinina, who celebrated their twenty-one A championship last night, a great night, was head by all. So all that remains is media dial for Sportsline for Scarab Bay Radio in association with their Credit Union. Until we meet again, it's been a day, August Lawn.